Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having on the program a fan favorite, a personal favorite, Michael Neuenschwander. He is with a company called Outlook Wealth. Um, and uh, really what I love about them is they are truly holistic in the way they look at an at a individual, at a client's finances in a way very, very few companies do. And the, the reality is is that uh, you want everything taken care of in your, in your uh, personal finances. Uh, tax mitigation, wealth creation, how do I save money in other areas? It's truly you, holistic. I, I love what they do. Uh, Michael, always love having you on the program. A little bit more real quickly about what you do, and uh, we'll end your website, and we'll get straight into our topic today, which I think is really timely. Oh, well, thank you, Kevin. Always great to be on the show. And so, yes, uh, my company, Outlook Wealth Advisors, we are a uh, holistic financial advisory firm. And as you kind of uh, mentioned, you know, what that really means is you've got to have a plan for, you know, taxes, for you know, income in retirement, for your investments, making sure that your health care, you know, long-term care, Medicare decisions are addressed, and ultimately the estate. And the, and the key for most people is, well, may they, they may have little, little pieces of that done, but you really have a plan where all those work together. And, and ultimately, that's what we help you know, the families we work with accomplish. Make sure everything's going in the right direction, working the way it should. And give your website one more time. I should know it off the top of my head, but you know what? Uh, it's always good to hear it from the one who knows it. So that's right. You can always find us at uh, outlookwealth.com, and of course, all the regular social medias you know, under Outlook Wealth Advisors as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's talk about uh, you know the fact that uh, particularly tech companies, uh, they're such an interesting breed. You know, we hear a lot of negative stories. And then we hear that they're super hot, and then uh, now they're saying not so much. You know, the, the deals are, are done, we're being towed. Uh, and so I'd like to talk a little bit about that. And, and during the break, you kind of mentioned how this is a kind of a common practice, uh, particularly with big-name uh, companies and hot-name sexy companies, if you will, right? But, you know, the reality is, is that uh, uh, the closer you get to – perfect, and I'm using air quotes, something you can't see on the radio, and so, you know, nothing, the, the closer things get to perfect, the harder it is to get to perfect, you know, be the topic unemployment, uh, you know, oh my gosh, you know, we only gained 50,000 new jobs this month versus, <laughs> you know, 80,000 last month, these are outrageous yeah. numbers, but you know what I'm saying, and, uh, you know, the, the closer you get to perfect, the harder it gets. And, and boy, you could almost certainly say that with what's happened in tech over the last year, in spite of all the doom and gloom stories. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's the, the easy analogy, as you mentioned, in terms of the term perfect, but I mean, you take, take a company the size of, you know, the Teslas, the Microsofts, the Amazons, and say, you know, what does it take for them to grow at 30 or 40 percent versus a tiny startup to grow at 30, for 30 or 40 percent? And those differences become, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars difference in terms of how, uh, you know, it's just not sustainable in that sense. You know, for, for some of those companies, when they, once they become, you know, the behemoth or they're, they're at the top of the mountain already. Right. Hey, you've got 80% of the market. Well, good luck getting the other 20. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's exactly, exactly like that. Uh, and so there's part of that involved. But the, but the numbers have been extraordinary in tech. 
Uh, do you think what's happening is that uh, there's just a breather going on? What, what does your gut tell you? And, and what's cool is we don't normally do stories like this with Michael. Michael's much more roll up your sleeves, much more strategic, rubber meets the road, and, and uh, um, I love that about him. But this is kind of an interesting story, so I asked to go here, and I think it has implications in uh, the larger way we look at investing. I think you would agree. Yeah, and as as we look at it, you know, it's almost sort of like the famous uh, book, you know, Tale of Two Cities. Well, we've got, you know, ta- Tale of Two Different, you know, Two Different Stories when we look at sort of what's going on in the tech world. So, you know, most of the major companies, and I mean, whether it's, you know, whether it's Meta, Google, you know, Amazon, you know, even Microsoft, Tesla, you know, all of those we could say are uh, are generally up, you know, 50% in some cases more than 100%, you know, year to date. And so, on the one hand, that definitely has um, not just uh, you know not just people investing in the stock, but you know analysts, sort of everybody on the outside, you know, kind of questioning is is that kind of growth sustainable? And uh, the simple bottom line answer on that is is not you know not certainly not on that on that a hundred percent return in you know every every six months you know that that. That definitely is not sustainable, which is where it has uh, some of the analysts beginning to kind of be concerned and saying, well, given the prices they're at now, are 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 people uh, expecting too much from them, you know, over the short term um, and maybe setting themselves up for some short term disappointment? Yes. And, and some of this and some of these companies uh, have happened uh, after they took kind of a beating a year or so ago. Isn't that true? And so it's like exponential growth after they had another pause just a year or so ago on a lot of these companies. Yeah, and that and that's sort of that other side of the coin, that other story there is most of those, while that growth year to date, you know, has has sounds phenomenal and fantastic, you know, most of them, if you look back and say, Well what what were they valued at, you know, August or, you know, third, fourth quarter of twenty twenty one and even though they've had phenomenal growth over the short run, most of them are actually still down, you know, compared to where they were roughly two years ago. And in in many cases, still down, you know, 25, 30 percent. And so that's the side that maybe says, well, part of this phenomenal recovery maybe was simply them bouncing off the bottom and uh, and saying some of their fortunes may be coming out of, you know, the dip after the pandemic and fighting these higher higher interest rates we've all been facing you know maybe the negative got a little too overblown well and now maybe the positive is a little too overblown too uh, but in many cases they're just kind of getting back to where they were and so it's it's really more so that warning for people that are investing today while you may still have a reasonable return out of those companies going forward because they're still just trying to get back to where they were two years ago it's unrealistic or you're setting yourself up for disappointment if you think you're getting into those today and still have another 50 to 100% to go you know, over, over a short time period, over the next you know, quarter or two. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, an, an interesting aside in all this is that a lot of people who look at uh, what's happening in the economy, uh, they don't take necessarily um, a stock approach or a financial, you know, approach, just kind of curious of what's going on in, in these businesses. Um, but when you look at it, a lot of them will go, oh, these tech companies were in trouble. That's what they may assess over the last six months. And there may be truth to that. I've, I've got several clients in those spaces who uh, had to leave, and it wasn't voluntary. And so mm-hmm. uh, what, what happens, though, is that 
Wall Street looks at layoffs very differently than Main Street, doesn't it? The average the average viewer will look at it and go, oh, no, the sky is falling. And Wall Street goes, oh, these companies are really serious about profitability. They laid off 10,000 people. They laid off 15,000 people. That means they're willing to do whatever, whatever to maintain the bottom line. And and that's a good point because oftentimes where people get uh, you know either misled or or there's a disconnect is what's what's necessarily good for a stock or stock price is not necessarily good for Main Street and and that's and that un- unfortunately you could say in the in in the long run oftentimes those two things will ultimately come together that a that a growing company's price ultimately goes up but in the in the short run you can companies do a lot of financial manipulation to make things look a little better and uh, and temporary layoffs are are definitely one of those uh, the other thing we face though is most tech companies acknowledge in in the pandemic and in the push for everybody working at home yeah, they had yeah, they made hiring moves where they hired probably two to three years worth of people in the course of one year, and so now they're having to reevaluate you know how much how uh, what kind of expansion they really did in the pandemic, and most of them probably overshot it, which is what led to the decline. But now we're still seeing that the financials, as they're reporting you know, on things, most of them are reporting you know, above expectations for earnings, and hence why the stock is recovering. And theoretically, are they recovering on a, call it, on a leaner basis? You know, they don't maybe have quite uh, the overhead they had before. But unfortunately, for the rest of the economy, and we can we can talk later about you know whether we're still heading towards recession or not. But when we when we talk about company overhead. Um, well, the biggest overhead, unfortunately, maybe you'll call it us, the normal people, the, the people who work there as the employees are uh, are the overhead. And uh, Wall Street That's may exactly like it, right. but it, it's not necessarily good, you know, for the for the long term health of the economy, and certainly not good for uh, for the people that uh, maybe, as you mentioned, involuntarily you know, had to, uh, to find another place to work. Yeah are still looking. Uh, it, it's been particularly difficult in the tech mm-hmm. space. And I think, it, you know, it reminds me that, that the reality is that humans in the world of business are perceived almost more like tools than they are humans. It's, it's pretty cold. Uh, the bigger the company, the colder it is. And if the tool is no longer relevant, the tool is no longer useful, uh, they don't have enough people, uh, clients to justify the tools, they shelve those tools without much of a blink. And uh, and while everybody's excited, or certainly the mar- market has been on the whole uh, push towards AI, and certain obviously chip companies have been the biggest benefic- beneficiary of that. Uh, that leads right back to your statement, though, as well, Kevin. It says, well, while AI may be exciting, ultimately AI may mean uh, fewer jobs, you know, in certain segments, segments, and in certain industries. Yeah, absolutely. Any final thoughts in terms of how this may apply to other things we're seeing industry-wise? Any takeaways for the listener? Yeah, so as we look at things in the broad market, and while things are up year-to-date, a lot of that, if you dig beneath the surface, is being driven by a select few giant companies. And so this is not the time, you know, when you think of the markets or investing, this is not the time to have FOMO or fear, feel like you're missing out. It's still time to say, invest for the long run, invest prudently, but don't take on more risk than what you're really comfortable with. So the basic parameters of investing haven't changed, even though you know, certain pieces of the market have certainly sort of skyrocketed ahead you know, here over the last few months. 
Yeah, yeah, be very careful whatever you do. Definitely always, you know, one of the, one of the things I get from whatever you're on is think long-term, not short-term. Uh, day trading may be exciting and fun, but I can tell you so many disastrous stories. It's a lot like gambling. And so you got to be really strategic. You have to have smart people in your corner to help you, which is one of the reasons why we love having Michael Neuenschwander on the program. Outlookwealth.com. Michael, as always, it goes really fast whenever you're with me. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Kevin. Always glad to be on the show. Look forward to it again. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this.